Advisory services offered through Prime Capital Investment Advisors, LLC, PCIA, a federally registered investment advisor, Overland Park, Kansas. The following or preceding commentaries and responses are the opinions of Jason Noble, Andy Merchant, and their guests, and are not necessarily the opinions of PCIA, are for informational and educational purposes only, and are not and should not be considered investment advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Welcome to 20 Minutes of Clarity, the podcast that focuses on strategies and ideas to answer the wealth questions you have, hosted by Prime Capital Wealth Advisors Jason Noble and Andy Merchant. As wealth advisors, they've spent years navigating the complex world of finance and wealth management for their clients. Each week, they share practical tips and insights to help you achieve your financial goals. Whether you're looking to start a business, build your investment portfolio, or simply improve your personal finances, the next 20 minutes promises to be informative, engaging, and most importantly, actionable. 20 Minutes of Clarity starts now. Welcome to 20 Minutes of Clarity. I'm your co-host, Jason Noble. And with me today, I have our co-host, Andy Merchant. Welcome, Andy. Hey, thanks, Jason. Always looking for our calls today. We're going to talk about something that a lot of advisors actually avoid, but we, we dove into it because it's such an important topic. And I understand why maybe others don't do it, but we go where others can't, I guess, because of our of our uh, pro- process and approach. And this is about wealth transfer. This is about estate planning, and uh, so it's such an important topic, uh, you know. And and this is where I'm going to kick it off to you. What are some <clears throat> of the best like wealth transfer strategies for high net worth individuals to kick off the conversation, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, well, I mean, kicking it off is let's start with the why we're even talking about it. Um, you know, how many people, you know, I mean, we, I think we've talked in the past, Jason, of how many individuals out there don't do this. Um, yeah. I think there's been a number of A-list celebrities, uh, Michael Jackson being one of them, and a few others that haven't done it. Uh, Prince didn't do it. You know, I'm sure we can go down a list. Um, but the reality is, is that estate planning is there to, to do a couple things. It's to, it's to protect you. Um, it's to be, to provide efficient transfer of wealth, um, but it's also there to protect your family. Um, you know, there's a lot of big things out there, but but you know, as your wealth goes up, and then I tell this all the time to people, Jason, right? The reason why you should be having it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you have family you care about and you have assets, which is pretty much everybody on this planet, then you need to have some kind of planning done. And that could be something as simple as a a will all the way up to a full-blown, very complicated trust structure. Um, but it's it's something that people need to make a priority. And the reason that we're here today is to really talk, I think, specifically on a couple things out there, and we'll, we'll hit into them. But highlight real quick is there's some some pretty pretty uh, uh, major changes coming down in January of 2026. We'll hit on, on the new estate tax limits. So that's for our high net worth listeners that are out there. Um, that have higher uh, family estates that they need to have some discussion around. And then for those that uh, are not there yet, but uh, working through the Clear Picture Wealth Program, we'll help you get there and strive, uh, is uh, we're going to talk about maybe some of the things to do to to start that or or better yet to review and some strategies to consider uh, implementing alongside of it. Yeah, and to kick us off, you know, to, to, talking through it, if you don't have a plan in place, the state that you live in will have one for you. It's called probate. Okay, and and that's not a good thing. Um, and there's awful, there's just awful horror stories that come out of probate court, and it could be a lengthy process and a very stressful process for all involved. 
So if you have a will, if you create a will-based plan, it will still go through probate, but the will is telling the judge what you essentially want to have happen. Well, that's better than nothing. And, and, and a will is, uh, it could be very adequate for a lot of people. The, the thing about a will is it is contestable, though, because it still goes through probate. And so that has to be taken to a, a, into consideration. And when it goes through probate, it is open court. Like what I mean by that is your finances are put on display. Okay. Um, and, and depending on where you live, you could be married and, if there's not proper beneficiaries on the accounts or proper titling of the house, you could be in for a sticky wicket. You like how I said that, right? Making it light, yeah, yeah. but sticky wicket. <laughs> the other thing that other people really have to understand is there's not just federal estate taxes and inheritance laws, but states, each state has their difference. And there's 12 states, including the, uh, and, then, and then you got to add the, the District of Columbia that have estate taxes and six states have inheritance taxes. So. And there's only one out there that has both. So you also have to understand how the state planning laws happen within your states. Now, what if you're like, I don't know, a lot of people that move to Charleston, South Carolina, where they're not from Charleston, South Carolina, and they move from one state to another, would they need a new estate plan? The answer is that definitely has to be reviewed by a qualified attorney for sure. And, um, and, if, and as we get into more advanced techniques in estate planning, you don't want a jack-of-all-trades attorney writing your documents. You want a person who focuses, if not entirely, mostly on estate planning. I have seen, Andy, and when I was working with this couple in Ohio who does have like that estate tax, there was an AB pass-through trust that was created by their friend who was an attorney. The A never passed through to the B. And so if they were to pass away, it would have cost about $800,000 in estate taxes by the state of Ohio. So guess what? I said, who wrote this document for you? And they were like, oh, it was our friend, this and that. And I was like, well, listen, they might be a friend, but they're not really doing you any help with this. Let's get you over to this attorney. The attorney ran the numbers. He calls me up. He goes, you won't believe this. This will cost them $800,000 if it's not fixed. I was like, God, good. You call them and give them that news because I thought it was going to be high. I didn't know it was going to be that high. Yeah, yeah. By the way, that conversation I just shared with you happened 12 years ago, Andy. So this has been a problem ever since I started in this career, 20 years going on, right? This has been a problem that even my, 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 my most wealthiest clients, they, they thought that they had it covered and they didn't. So I talked about the will. The other part is what's called a revocable living trust. These are the most common, right? Now, Andy, we could get into the weeds going into irrevocable trust, cruts and crats and, and all these other different types of things. And I'm trying not to go too geeky on that, but you can get <laughs> as geeky as you want with it, Andy. What do you want to share with the audience? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the reality and the first thing is you've hit the main whys on the head on that part. And I want to go to some detail, but I don't think that anybody that's listening or I know for our fact, our clients that we work with, the last thing they want to do is write a big check to the government and take it away from their family um, because they didn't just do some, some, some planning and some strategies out there. And I think the main thing that I just kind of want to just to touch on, I think the, what I'm talking a lot about is, is currently there's a lot of people, the majority of the people that were are out there today that we support are, are in this the estate tax is not as much of a common question because the estate tax limit got moved up so high 
Um, I mean, currently the, the estate tax limit is 12.92 million per person. So husband and wife, you know, you're sitting there 25, 26 million. So anybody out there with 26 million or more uh, should probably or has already probably done a little bit of estate planning. Um, but what's set to happen is in uh, on January 2026, it's already set to sunset. That limit is supposed to go back to 5 million adjusted for inflation. So the expected number that we're we're ta- uh, targeting or ballparking is going to be around, you know, six, six million and a little bit of change uh, per person. So now you're going to cut that number to half. So if you got an $18 million estate for one side of it, you don't have an estate tax tax issue today, but tomorrow you will, or January 2026, right? So doing some planning ahead of time right now to address that, I was on actually with some of my attorney network, um, just getting some updates, right? Part of our thing is continual learning and, and partnership development. And a lot of them are starting to say that they're not taking meetings after April of next year. So April of 2024, attorneys are starting to say, we're, we're closing our doors to anybody that has not approached us. Now, why would that be, right? We're always the why group. And the reason the why is, is that those strategies cannot be implemented usually in the same year. And things that would be in there, and I'm not going to go in the weeds on this, this would be something you could find on a future blog um, as more data comes out. But having a strategy uh, around if you have a unique asset, less liquid, real estate, a business, and some things like that, you could go into some pretty pretty strategic planning around uh, irrevocable trust, paying taxes today, um, moving the asset off your balance sheet, out of your estate, and avoiding that. But that's going to take a couple years to do. Um, that's so that's part of the reason. You know, the other factor is it's just going to take time for people to get all their documents, sign the forms, and those kind of things. So my point of this of this podcast and why we're talking today is don't wait. Just don't wait. If you are ex- expected to have for this particular segment of this conversation in the neighborhood of, of $10, 15000000 million of, of assets. Um, now, we need to talk. But I also tell people that are, I went under the limit. Why? Because hopefully for those that have assets, their assets will grow. And we have to start addressing it earlier than later. Um, you might just have a little bit more time. So that's, that's step one is be aware of that number. Um, be aware of some opportunities with the, with the gift tax strategies. I know, Jason, you and I have have got a number of strategies within the Clear Picture Wealth program that we help our clients with once we know, not for this podcast, but um, but something that's that's important for everybody to have. It, it, what, one thing that we work with in our approach, Andy, with the Clear Picture Wealth program is we like to build a team of professionals around our clients if they don't already have that team in place. If they do, then we start to just incorporate them into the partnership conversations. And um, the IRS on March 29th of this year released uh, a revocable ruling uh, 2023-2. See, I'm I'm going to get a little uh, uh, geeky here. But (laughs) basically, the IRS denied step-up basis for assets of irrevocable grantor trust not included in a grantor's estate. Okay? That's that's what happened. Okay? So what happened? I go right to our power planner and I was like, listen, I need a list of everyone that has an irrevocable grant or trust. I want to have a conversation with them and their attorney. So give me the list of those people that are impacted and I need a list of the attorneys. So then who did I call first? I wanted to bring in the professionals because I didn't want to blindside an estate plan attorney on this. Okay. So we had uh, about uh, 20 people impacted by this. 
uh, we had a call, 18 attorneys. Andy, how many do you think under were up to speed on this IRS ruling? Not enough. Not enough. You would hope 18, right? Five knew, five knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> okay. They were so appreciative that I was able to bring this to their attention. And I said, okay, listen, like, then let's, let's meet with these couples together so that we can have an informed conversation and make course corrections off this, off this IRS ruling. Now, this is a ruling from the IRS. It can still go through a lot of different court systems. I don't want my clients to deal with that, though, right? Because we're making proactive, well-informed decisions. And then the yep. question came up with, what other clients do you have that I'm not involved with, said attorney, that needs to know this? So I got three of them to call me back. And they're like, yeah, I, I, uh, I called their, their financial advisors. They had no idea what we were talking about. Yeah. And they were like, we're, and then, uh, and then mm-hmm. they said, uh, I, I think that it would be good for you to, uh, to have these couples go through the Clear Picture Wealth Program. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Andy, this is like when you have a team of professionals that are subject matter experts in their different fields, but as, 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 as the clear picture process, what we're focusing on is being that quarterback of the relationship, so to speak. And so we have to have an understanding of what's going on in different aspects of the industry so that we could go to the experts and go, is this legit? Is this real? And if this is legit and real, then what do we do? What do you think we should do? I already have formulated ideas, but I want to hear what they have to say. You know, and, and, and I've done that from estate planning all the way to mortgages. You remember there was this, this new mortgage rule came out. If you have a high credit score, you get you have to pay higher interest rate. But if you have a low credit score, you get a discount that came out on certain loans. I sent that to three mortgage brokers like, is this legit? Is this really yeah. where it's what's going on? And they verified it for me. And I'm like, so what are you doing? They're like, oh, we're avoiding those kind of loans to get to get through this and around this. Um, unless they have a low credit score, then we go, then we dive into it to give them a better rate. Um, so it goes from credit. It goes, it goes from like mortgages to estate planning. Before we wrap up, Andy, is there like, we still got, we got plenty of time left, but are there essential documents you believe that everybody should have when it comes to an estate plan? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And I'm just going to add one more thing to what your, your professional collaboration, right? Is, you know, and it's probably worth noting in this so that our compliance team is, is, um, a little less nervous. We're not here giving tax advice. We're not here giving legal advice, right? Um, but as the quarterback, we've studied enough to understand it and we've built the right partnership who can come and implement this, right? So any strategies that we talk about with our clients are, are, are done through you and I. And that's when your comment of how many advisors understood it. Most advisors that are, that are running a traditional wealth practice are focusing on stocks and returns and maybe talking a little bit of alpha beta and those kind of things. And they, and there are plenty out there that are smart and know the whole picture. But to your earlier point as well, having your advisor review your current document, and this is going to transition to what you just asked me, but reviewing your document and making sure that it still meets your standards and your goals and your needs and your wants, right? I know we talk a lot, but as soon as you have a, a, a child or a grandchild or a child of yours gets married, your estate plan should be changed. So when you ask the rules, if you have one, that's number one. <clears throat> the, one of the largest wealth detractors in life beyond taxes, which estate planning, uh, uh, inefficient estate planning is, is a tax loss um, or could result in a tax loss. But we in this country have a divorce issue. 
and in many states are different rules. And, you know, what you need to do is, is the prenup postnup conversation is one of the hardest ones that you want to say to your loved one coming in. But if your family has accumulated a, a, a strong amount of assets, and again, that's defined by every household. I'm not saying everybody with less than a million dollars shouldn't focus on this. That's real money, right? But understanding, having that family conversation, starting with every single person under our legacy wealth process or feature of the Clear Picture Wealth Program, we talk about legacy wealth. And what legacy wealth means is having a conversation about your assets. So start spouse and spouse, have a conversation about how you want your assets to transfer. Jason, you and I are still in the accumulation of our life phase, you know, where most people think you got to be 80 to do estate planning. Have the conversation, start early, understand if you make sure one, you're aligned on the same page with your spouse, because yeah, you'd be surprised, right? Uh, and then secondly, once your children are of age or to where they would be have more control. So this generally falls with with children that are at of of legal age or 18 or plus, you know, might be getting there or understand money. If they're going to receive it, they should probably understand what they have. Now, I'm not saying open up the whole bucket and let them know every dollar um, because there's a lot of planning out there, but there could be some collaborative planning within your children. And and I know we've talked, there's no such thing as just take the assets, cut them in half and divide the two, right? If you think about your children, uh, you know, you may have to just use two children for the sake of the call time. One child may be a doctor earning or a lawyer or a high earning professional. Your other one may be doing, you know, God's work or, or nonprofit work or something that is less rewarding on the dollars, but more rewarding in the heart and the tug and the pull. You want to look at how your assets are going to transfer. An IRA to your higher earning um, son or daughter is less efficient than maybe someone who's in a lower tax bracket. And, and then there's step up and basis and things that you mentioned. So having a legacy wealth conversation is so important. Reviewing your current documents or getting new documents if you don't have them. And then just understanding where the law and the tax law and the estate law are designed to benefit you. And if you need a little extra money, that's when you go out and you buy this thing called recapture life insurance. And all we're trying to do is recapture any of that tax burden or that loss of wealth would be back through a very low cost leverage strategy. And there's a lot of ways that we could do that as well. But that those are really my top points. Of, of what people should be doing around some things, transfer. Some things are, are like specific documents is not just a will or a trust, but also durable power of attorney and a medical directive or healthcare proxy, yeah. one and the same. Th those other documents are just as important, in my humble opinion. I've seen situations where they weren't created and um, there's fights within families of what should be done for a loved one. It's been awful. Um, and so uh, well, I want to agree with you on that, Jason. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. I know we're running. Um, it's so important because, as I say, and what you say there, passing away makes estate planning, the, the next steps of estate planning, easy. Being in a health condition where you cannot make financial decisions but are still living um, is very difficult. And that's that's when fights, I think, occur more than anything or disruption or, dis, or uh, family disharmony. Um, so I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I missed that in our, our notes. But so yeah, some medical directives um, and uh, and um, durable power of attorneys. 
Okay. And then the other thing I'll say is if you're listening, if you have a child or a grandchild or a loved one that has special needs and they're getting government assistance, you have to stop what you're doing and get a special needs trust for crying out loud. If you heard anything today and if you have that situation, this is near and dear to my heart. My brother has been blind since he was 14 years old. He has not seen my face in all that time. Okay. My grandparents love him dearly. They wanted to pass money along to him. And the way that they were going to do it would have disqualified him for all for, for government assistance for the rest of his life. So good intentions, poor execution is no excuse at all. So you heard it here. You have been warned. You can hear the passion coming <laughs> through because I was able to get in front of it by having a very uncomfortable conversation as a grandson. For the betterment of my brother, not knowing that that was going to be the answer. So then I had to have a conversation with every single person in the family that had any intention of getting money over my brother to help him out. Special needs trust. And those that are listening that are near and dear and they have these, these furry friends of ours, our pets. So you could even do a pet trust. Go figure. There's a lot of things out there to learn more. Reach out to us. Go to clearpicturefinancial.com. Go ahead and schedule a conversation. Andy or I will have a core values meeting with you to see how we can help you. That was Andy Merchant. That's Jason Noble. Thank you for listening to 20 Minutes Clarity. Later.